something soothing and rhythmic about the, about your breathing too, right? Because you hear it and the bubbles going by you. <laughs> Hope that sound effect came across really nicely. Here we are, episode 13, 12, 13. I'm lost, I lost track. I lost track. There's so many episodes. That's a good thing. That's We're a on a roll. But I'm always doing that. I, did, I think I lost track on episode three or something like that. I think uh, it's a good opportunity for us to dream a little dream. Oh, the places you will go. You know, if uh, we're, we, we've all been cooped up for a little over a year now. And, uh, you know, like you and I were talking a little earlier. Oh, man, a vacation sounds so good. And it does. Sounds so good. There's the, the second you book a vacation and you know you're going away, that's when they say you're at like that, that heightened point of just enjoyment, excitement, knowing that you're, you're, you're going, you're going somewhere, where are you going? And, uh, you know, who the heck does not want a vacation right now? A little break from the norm, a little something to change our routine, right? Absolutely. We, we talked about maybe switching it up a little bit today uh, and, and daring to dream rather than being stuck on uh you know a, a real estate uh uh you know maybe uh focus if you will not to say that we're not going to sorry chatting about real estate anyways at vacation properties etc but but um but yeah like you said dare to dream right the question was ross if tomorrow covid went away and everything opened up again where's your first vacation where are you going wow 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 well you know, that is a loaded question and I could probably come up with 10 places, but if it was tomorrow and I, I do look forward to talking about some of the great places that I have gone on vacation before, I would want to go to Belize. I would want to go and do some scuba diving, check out the blue hole, uh, you know, relax, uh, explore, do some, some hiking, take it all in. And I would like to log some hours on the beach, uh, do some reading take it all in, maybe a little tennis. Uh, but I would like to go to to the Caribbean and hang out in Belize. Yeah, it's I've got a book upstairs. I've done a little reading on it. Not enough to really go off into great detail on the show. But uh, that's, that's where I would want to go for a little R&R. &R. We're now where why Belize of all the places in the world? Why? Why Belize? What's the draw to Belize? Well, I, I enjoy scuba diving and they've got some beautiful scuba diving there, like the blue hole. Uh, it's not a huge, uh, it's not a huge place. Again, um, it, for me, it would just be some R&R. &R. There's some beautiful little islands there and just taking in the, the sands and the blue ocean. I like, I'd like to shut off, you know, are you, are you a big scuba diver? Um, well, I've done some scuba diving. The best trip I ever did was uh, when I went to Bali. I had the chance to go to the Gili Islands with uh, a couple friends, Laura and Heather. And we did these we did nine dives off of the Gili Islands in Gili Air. And I was uh, swimming with the sea turtles and uh, moray eels, blackfin sharks. Uh, There's these little beautiful pygmy, uh, you know, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, horse. Uh, um, just the little guys, right? Uh, why can a I not? a seahorse? Seahorse, thank you. Just beautiful okay. seahorses, <clears throat> and just it was so majestic. It was, uh, you know, for anyone who's never had the chance to to go scuba diving and to go like, uh, uh, it's it, honestly, it's it's just so majestic, and you just turn the brain off, and you're in a you're in you're in a giant aquarium. It's just so amazing. So 
Yeah, it's, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, I, I have my advanced open water. Oh, there you go. Uh, so I've gone some pretty cool dives myself over the years. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. In, as, in, in my adulthood, I haven't gone as, near, as nearly as many as I did in my childhood. Um, just, you know, I don't know, as, as things happen, family life, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Lisa isn't all too into scuba diving. She usually just gets cold. Uh, she's like, I don't like shivering the whole time. <laughs> so, um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's a different world down there. I, I had the uh, I had the fortune of doing um, as part of the advanced open water the the training course that I did uh, a current dive, which is um, uh, you basically just float there and the current just blows you by. So like the ground is like whipping by underneath you uh, as the current just takes you along the ocean floor. Um, you could like literally just drag your hand in the sand without really moving. Right. So the idea is don't fight the current because you're just going to exhaust yourself. Um, did a, did a couple wreck dives, which was really cool. Um, uh, did some night dives, which I found to be a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, because of the depth that you, that you dive to the, the sunlight doesn't get down there. Right. So it's always naturally has that like kind of dark, almost grayish blue hue to everything um, until you until you bring a flashlight down with you because it's a night dive and all of a sudden you see all the colors down there, right? I was blown away by how many colors there are uh, in the ocean, right? That you just don't see in all the dives that I had done previously. I just didn't notice them before, naturally, because, because I didn't have a light, right? But, but yeah, really, 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 really cool. Oh, it's a euphoric experience just down there. And just like what you're saying, like all you're doing is just like your, your body's like a balloon and just by breathing in and out, you can lower yourself to certain depths and you can check in all these beautiful crevices and uh, what a, what an out of body experience, like a, a different form of meditation when you're just seeing life in all of its, uh, its glory. Right. So um, there's something soothing and rhythmic about the, about your breathing too. Right. Cause you hear it. And the bubbles going by you. <laughs> I hope that sound effect came across really nicely. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have really too long to think about where I wanted to go, but Belize is somewhere that I've, I've been talking about going there for, for a few years now, and hopefully it'll happen. How about you? Where, where would you want to take off? To? Oh, geez. Like you said, um, there's too many places. Um, I've, I, I've yet to go to, and I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica um just just the rainforest in there um just how well preserved how, how good of a job they've done to, to preserve the uh, the environment and the natural habitat of things um i've heard the zip lining is incredible there uh so i'd love to do that but um lisa and i were fortunate enough to uh, uh to go to bora bora for our 10-year anniversary um a few years ago and um I mean, that was just absolutely stunning. And then talking to some of the locals, uh, as stunning as that was, they would talk about some other uh, islands or atolls that were further out that, you know, were even nicer and or other areas uh, in and around the Pacific that um, that are stunning as well. So uh, Fiji is on our list of places to go. Um, I've heard so many great things about the uh, uh, I think it's called, I think they were called Fijians, uh, that, that culture and the, and the community there and how, how amazing they are as a people and how, uh, happy and friendly they are. Um, actually, uh, there was an Amazon series called, uh, 
is it called the world's toughest race or something like that? That was just, that was done, I think last year or two years ago. Um, and I think it, it aired last year, but anyways, it was, uh, uh, it was, it was recorded. The, the race was done in Fiji, right? So you can kind of get an idea of like all the different terrains that they have there. And you could see all the people coming out to help the racers, et cetera. Um, that was, uh, so that, that's places like that, but I've done a lot of traveling, uh, over the years and, uh, I love traveling. I love going out. I, I always, I inevitably kind of get homesick near the end. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done for now, but it's not, you know, it's not too long after before I'm already thinking about where's the next place I'd like to go. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, definitely one of my passions as well, too. I'm not a huge fan of the winter. I'm not a skier. I'm not a, I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, I do have aspirations of, you know, getting a place down in, uh, in Mexico or Florida or somewhere south, just just to escape. But um, <laughs> funny story, a few years ago, I was booked to go to Ixtapa, Mexico, right? Okay. And um, about a week or two before I was supposed to go, I came down with pneumonia. No. So I was looking like, and I had this trip booked, it was all done. So I was looking for any excuse to still go on this trip. So. Needless to say, I finally got cleared from my dockers and I still had like two or three days with this resort. So I literally, because I had work obligations and stuff, I literally flew down Mexico City, went to Estapa. I was there for a little over 48 hours just to soak up some sun and to, to go. And, and I came back and I can tell you that like a third of that trip was traveling. And why, but, well, sorry, why, why was it so short? Why was it so short? Because pneumonia. And yeah. I had already kind of booked the trip and had it all. So I was looking to say, what's the cheapest way I can still go down and do okay. this. I figured, so, I figured that I figured it was booked. I figured it was a week or a two trip booked already that you had booked a year in advance, maybe something like that. Then you got pneumonia and why was it shortened to. Oh, I, I basically uh, just wasn't getting cleared to fly for my, okay. for my, uh, okay. I was going to say, if you had pneumonia, I'm surprised you were even able to go down for 48 hours. Yeah, well, no, I medication. I wanted that. Clear. I just needed the sun, right. Just to yeah. soak up the rays. But, uh, <clears throat> so I, I do plan to go back to, uh, uh, Ixtapa. I hear great things about Guadalupe. I've got friends down there. They bought an investment property down there that they rent out quite nicely. So I know Mexico doesn't always get the greatest rap. But there's some there's some beautiful places in Mexico to to go and explore. Um, I guess one of the things that we're so blessed is that we we do have freedom in our line of work more in those winter months. So getting that opportunity to go and uh, go and explore. Um, I'm I'm the third. So I was supposed to go to um, France with my mom for the fourth leg of our Grand Slam tour of tennis. We uh, we've done <clears throat> when I was young, I'm English heritage. So I've had the opportunity to go to Wimbledon twice. Uh, I think of uh, being up on my uncle's shoulders, waiting to get into Wimbledon uh, as a little boy with my sister, us fighting in the gates as we're there. Uh, then me and my mom, we went to uh, Flushing Meadows back in 2011. And we got we, we drove down, we got stuck in the, the floodplains in, uh, in New York State in Bingham of all places. And we were evacuated after a, a two hour uh, hike. Like we stayed in the hotel for two hours. They come knocking on our door. And I'll always remember driving through these floodplains, looking for a way to get out as we're heading into, into New York. And I'm, there's thousands, a migration of thousands of frogs. And I'm driving through all these tiny little frogs as we're going. And then um, our, our best trip so far is back in, uh, 
2017, February 2017, we went to Australia. And we were in Melbourne for the Australian Open. Um, but I'll always remember, we did this one special day of driving. We went down the Great Ocean Road to the 12 Apostles. And it was the first time that I had ever uh, rode on the left side of the road. And this was some of the most, it's a gorgeous drive, like some of the most winding, treacherous roads all along the ocean. And then we got to the 12 Apostles. We had a day of it. We should have booked that extra day because we, we were basically very shortly thereafter, we were flying back to, to Toronto. But that experience with that drive, so I drove there and back. I did like, I think it was like over 500 miles in the one day. Um, it was an amazing experience. So uh, we would, if it wasn't for COVID, we were going to plan to go to Roland Garros for the, uh, the French Open, but we're going to be putting that on the, uh, on the back burner. You know, I digress, but it's, it's uh, there's some of the best trips that I, I've, I've had just going there. Um, I talked about Bali earlier and, uh, you know, um, I got my tattoo in Ubud. I remember I was in Padang Padang doing a little uh, surfing there, um, traveling all the way through, uh, like through, I mean, what a beautiful breathtaking place Bali is. We went across on a ferry to Lombok and I did this uh, amazing hike. It was a day hike up into overlooking this like glacier lake and we had all these porters and it was one of the most treacherous hikes well the most treacherous hike I've done in my life but I, I would strongly recommend it to anyone that uh, has the opportunity to ever ever go if you do go to Bali go across the Lombok the Gili Islands were amazing the best scuba diving of my life was when I was there but it's um yeah we're, we're blessed to travel right so yeah, I'm uh, I'm jealous of uh, well, probably Bali as well. Though I, I did have a taste of that in um, uh, in Bora Bora, but uh, it, I've wanted to go to Australia since I since I did a project in I think it was grade five on Australia. It, I had to do a school project in grade five. We had to pick a country or a place, and we had to research it. And um, as I was researching and creating my bis my Bristol board project uh, uh, display and doing my write-up on Australia uh, I was like this is a place this that I'd like to go I want to go I want to see this I want to you know, want to go to this place and that stuck with me uh, ever since and I've yet to to make it there of course you know when you fly to the other side of the world um, it's uh, it's not just a short weekend venture and you're certainly not going to go that far for a week or two like you gotta Australia is a massive country right you gotta you gotta make a, make some time out of it right so I always thought like, if we're going to go to Australia, it's going to be a, a month long, you know, journey or something like that. So um, something that's definitely on my to-do list. Uh, I'm a big formula one fan. So oftentimes uh, in, on a normal, not, not uh, COVID schedule, um, the Australian grand prix is the opening uh, race of the season. So it's uh, you know, it's March. And I always thought, you know, I'd love to, go down to Australia, uh, watch the, uh, the, the Australian Grand Prix. And while you're down there going, you know, uh, tour around, hop over to New Zealand, seeing you're down in that, that neck of the woods, spend some time over there. Right. But um, I don't know. It's uh, you gotta, like I said, you gotta spend the time once, if you're going that far, you gotta spend the time to do it. And I don't know, that's either like a 20 year old uh, person's uh, gig or it's a retirees person's gig. Right. So you know how um, we talked about in our last episode, the Royal Botanical Gardens? Well, I had the pleasure of going to three different uh, Royal Botanical Gardens in uh, Australia. Um, one was in Sydney. The other one was in 
Melbourne. I can't remember who the third were, but wow, like you're seeing these amazing trees that are, you know, four or 500 years old. All, all It was just such an, a gorgeous experience. So if you are in Australia, getting the opportunity to, to go to the, the Royal Botanical Gardens and uh, just soak it all, all up. Um, you know, one of the things I'm really blessed to have done is I did, uh, I did a couple mission trips. I was, uh, I used to be a, a youth leader at my church at Maple Grove United in Oakville. And uh, we went to, on our first trip, we went to uh, Dominican Republic. It was a very spiritual trip for me. Um, just three months prior, I'd been diagnosed with my leukemia. And I was uh, a leader for all these high school kids. And we'd been planning it for the better part of a year. And um, we went down there and I was the younger members of our congregation, older members of our congregation. <clears throat> and I had the opportunity to, uh, to do construction. I mean, I grew up doing construction. So we were there with other groups. There was a high school from uh, London, Ontario. And then there was some other, uh, other people from Ontario, Canada that were helping uh, in the construction. And uh, uh, these, old, these high school kids from London, uh, they, they nicknamed me old man at the time. <laughs> So between hearing all these kids from the youth group from my church going, Ross, 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 an old man, uh, you know, it was, it was, and it was nice. It was a mental break from everything going back at home yeah. with real estate and with everything else. And um, so that was a, a wonderful experience. I was in Mocha, uh, right on the border of Haiti and Dominican. Um, and I could go on about that for, for a while. It was, it was, you know, you think how lucky and fortunate we are as Canadians, like, wow, that was a different experience. Um, my second mission trip I did was in Missouri, St. Louis, right? And it was, uh, again, with, with my church as well, too. And we went down and um, it was just an eye-opening experience. You, this was back uh, like five, six years ago now, okay? And this is the first time I'd ever heard Black Lives Matter, right? Like, we know we've heard a lot about it in the last several years, like the last two years in particular, we definitely heard a lot about it. But for me, that was an eye-opening experience. And, um, you know, like, I love America. I love the US of A. And I always make the joke, it's kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get from township to township. But it was there was a huge separation there between uh, the quality of life between blacks and whites. And uh, so that was, um, that was a really good experience as well too, just to realize how privileged, how lucky we are. And I am actually going to do one, well, probably a, whole, a, couple, a couple more mission trips, but do plan to do uh, one to Africa and a shout out to uh, uh, one of my favorite clients, Kim Gilliard. We're gonna be starting to put together um, a committee, a team. We were planning to go in 2023. Um, you know, we started talking about this a couple of years ago, but who knows, right? Who knows <laughs> if it'll happen then or 2025, but it, it will happen, it will happen. Yeah, yeah, this uh, certainly. Um, well, the whole whole idea of this show, right? This episode, rather, was to uh, to, to to dream again, right? Because uh, yeah, he rewind the tape, you know, to last year, and it was like, oh my god, this thing, you know, and hopefully it'll be gone by June, right? <laughs> uh, boy, were we wrong, um, you know? And then it was like, well, maybe it'll be gone, you know, by the fall or something like that. And here we are a year later, and. Uh, uh, it's just the numbers are just going crazy and, and chatting with, um, you know, some of the, some people that some clients of mine in the healthcare industry, um, frontline workers, I, you know, I was chatting with a client the other day who's a respiratory therapist. Uh, so he's dealing like literally with 
you know, patients that, that have the worst of, uh, worst symptoms of COVID, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the general consensus, I think, uh, for the most part in the healthcare industry is that this is never actually going to go away, uh, that um, it will just be, you know, it'll be like flu season kind of thing because variants will always adapt, will always evolve just like the flu. Like you can't get rid of the flu either every day, every year you have your flu shot uh, and you, you know, you try to say, okay, what's, what's the dominant uh, strain that's going around right now. We'll try to try to uh, immunize people against that strain. But every now and again, with the flu shot, uh, you get the flu, even if, even if you got the flu shot and that's not to say that the flu shot didn't work necessarily. It's that maybe you got a different, different strain that that wasn't, uh, you know, the strain that you got uh, immunized against, right? So it might just be one of those things that's always around, but eventually, um, you know, I think it'll take a while before before things kind of like open up full steam. But, you know, again, dare to dream that tomorrow, um, you know, it all goes back to normal. Uh, everything's open, all airlines, no, you know, no precautions needed. You know, where would you go, right? And, and um, I, I, like, my, my, like, the best vacations that I always dream about is certainly a mixture between, yeah, laying on a beach, basking in the sun and doing nothing and uh, like having an adventure element, like going places, doing stuff, um, you know, seeing, climbing on things or going for a long hike or zip, li zip lining or, you know, having a taste of, of that culture or something like that. Right. And just seeing what's around, like, uh, not, not to, not to, uh, to knock a beach, but you know, a bucket of sand is a bucket of sand, you know, whether it's, uh, no matter what, what country or place in the world it is, right. It's where, where can you go outside of that bucket of sand? I don't think people like you and I do very well staying still for too long. Um, I just think that it's, uh, you know, who right now doesn't want to have a chance to, to quiet their mind and get away from the, <clears throat> the everyday routine, right? I know that we have to be, uh, ultra protective right now with everything going on. And I know, um, you know, we also have to be careful what we say when it comes to about COVID in terms of like censorship and stuff as well, too. So <clears throat> one of the things I think Andrew and I have really prided ourselves on is, uh, is just being ultra respectful of everything that's going on right now. And, and just, uh, um, you know, just hopefully this is, uh, something that we can just share with you guys to, to allow you to just get out of your heads and, uh, you know, where the heck would you want to go? And maybe you start planning a, a couple of trips because, uh, you know, <clears throat> hopefully this third wave is, uh, is rearing its ugly head and we can all start to, to dream a little dream again. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm, I was, I wasn't sure, I wasn't familiar with that 12 apostles that you had mentioned, obviously you were talking about, uh, being in uh, Australia, excuse me, at the time that you did it. Um, so I, I did have to look it up here a little bit, but, um, again, just seeing the pictures of it, you know, that, um, you know, have that goal. Don't, don't let, don't, don't let, uh, you know, everything that we're having to go through this, the short-term pain, uh, that we all have to go through, um, you know, there's, we got a lot of years ahead of us all right and and uh, give it some time uh and there will be a, de a degree of normalcy i mean heck you know just uh i don't know somewhat re somewhat relatable but somewhat somewhat not you think of like all all the security that was like you know that was jammed down our throats right after 9-11 right um how the airline industry and how tr the travel industry as as a whole changed dramatically overnight and 
there's still elements of that. Um, it's loosened substantially since the, the, the couple of years uh, immediately following that event. Um, but, uh, but it's still around, right? And, and I think that's probably going to be the same thing with COVID is that there will still be uh, measures even a decade or maybe two decades later um, from this. It'll never go back to pre-COVID, I don't think. But you know, it'll it'll probably get really tight. Well, it's obviously really tight right now. It'll slowly, slowly, slowly loosen, but I don't think it'll ever really go right. Who knows? Like maybe, maybe masks will be mandatory uh, on on all uh, you know airlines uh, for the next thirty years, right? With the exception of those people that you know they just don't want to be told what to do, and and so they will not, right? And, and then you will we'll probably see. Um, we'll probably see some YouTube videos of someone being dragged off the airline because they refuse to wear a mask or <laughs> something like that, right? That, that's happening. You know that's happening. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. For sure. That's 1,000% at some point going to happen. <laughs> no, I think the, the experiences, right? It's the experiences in life that are way more important than our possessions. And, uh, you know, having the opportunity to, right? There's going to be some good deals out there too. Right, we talk about well, already like, are you can if you if you're if you're okay with the cruise lines, you can buy a ticket now for like uh, for like nothing almost uh, to to cruise sometime within the next two years or something like that. Yeah, right, like that 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 industry is hurting right now. That yet yeah, and it probably will be for a long time, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, like just like supporting your local businesses. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have their destinations. I, you know, shout out to all the all the uh, snowbirds out there. I'm sure like, I know my dad loves to go down to Florida. I know there's a lot of people want to go down to Arizona or they want to get down to, uh, to Mexico, right? A, lo a lot of the places that we like to go, Jamaica, hot spots, but there's probably a lot of those uh, resorts and stuff that are hurting because they're, they're used to uh, us Canadians supporting them, right? So. Um, yeah, well, there, and there still are a lot of people, as I understand it, there's still like snowbirds are still happening. You can leave the country without issue. It's coming back that you have to self-quarantine, right? right uh, for the two weeks. And, um, I don't know them personally, but I know of like, you know, a friend of someone is that's down in Florida right now, because that's, that's where they go for the winter. Right. And, and, um, you know, there's lots of people that, that are down there anyways, and they're like, this is what I do. And I'll just be cautious down here. I mean, it's probably not my cup of tea. Um, mostly just because, you know, I, listen, I got something I got not that nobody else has anything to lose, but I'm less worried about myself and more worried about the family kind of thing. Right. So um, I don't know, there's, there's, there's lots of things that we've all missed out on in the last year uh, and, and probably will continue to miss on for maybe another year um, that, uh, that we all wish we could have back, but you know, we all, all try to work together and be patient and, and know that, like I said, dare to dream that um, you know, don't, don't lose hope and, and, you know, stay positive. And we're, we're making progress, I think, uh, as, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a world, right. The entire globe, we're all working together and, and making progress, uh, in trying to get this thing under wraps, uh, to a, to a manageable degree. Right. Yeah. I got my uh, vaccine book for May 10th. And I think uh, if anything, we've all become a little warmer, a little kinder, and more uh, respectful in these uh, in these challenging times, right? Nothing like uh, any of us have ever seen in our lifetime before. And uh, you know, like you said earlier, there's a good chance it stays around. But uh, yeah, it's a great chance to just allow yourself to think: where the heck would I rather be than where I am right now? 
Yeah, go online, look at your favorite destination, pick stuff out, right? Um, I, uh, I, again, my fortunate enough in my early 20s, I, I spent a month in Greece, um, all through the islands. Um, I mean, what a beautiful place in the, on the world. At that time, it was, it was very inexpensive. Once you got to Greece and got on the islands, I mean, I was living, uh, I think I was renting a room for, if I remember, eight euros a day. Um, and then like, you know, a meal was like two euros, right? Like it was, it was very inexpensive, a great place to go backpacking, uh, island hopping, et cetera. Um, Rhodes, which is, uh, which is the, the, uh, is one of the Greek islands is the furthest island east. You can actually see, uh, the coast of Turkey from the, uh, uh, from the island, um, an old fort there. I'm, I'm a, I'm an, uh, a, a bit of a, a, a um, a history buff when it comes to forts and, and, and wars and all that kind of stuff. Um, so all that kind of stuff. I, I love, I went in, in my, in my, in my high school years, I went to uh, England and Wales, Scotland and, and Wales for, uh, uh, for a rugby tour. Um, while we were there, we toured basically a, a new castle, like every second day. Uh, which was, I thought it was cool. Like, I love the history of it. I love going into even uh, going back to real estate for a half a moment, going back into like an old house that's kind of, you know, derelict a little bit, neglected, um, and just imagining what that would have been like when it was in pristine condition, right? What would those old forts look like when they were brand new and they're in, at their absolute peak? Maybe it took them, you know, 20 years to finish building the fort uh, or, you know, or the castle or whatever, but when it was done and it was, everything was operational. Everything was at its peak. What was it like? You know? And so Rhodes was cool like that. Like what castles are for sale from around the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm short about a, a few hundred million dollars. That's the only issue. Otherwise I'd totally buy them. There can be some that are pretty run down, some pretty desolate castles out there. Right. We could you could restore them. Right. So, Oh, so now, okay. Now you're, now you're a couple, couple billion dollars in re restoration. Cause what do you have to do? You got to mine some, uh, you got to mine some quartz from India and have it shipped. Right. <laughs> Or get some travertine from Italy and brought up to uh, the far reaches of Scandinavia. One with good bones, I'm talking about. Okay, okay. We're, we're, just, we're just doing the interior. Okay, okay. So. Just a little, just a little bit of paint and, and trim work, and it's back to pristine <laughs> condition, right? <laughs> never mind. Never mind. There's no roof. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there was, uh, that was, that was, a, that was a great, uh, great trip as well. Um, you know, going through Greece. Uh, I was also fortunate enough to uh, um, spend some time in, uh, in China, uh, did the Great Wall, which was pretty cool. Again, going back into history, thinking when this was built and the Mongols were, you know, uh, threatening China at every, um, every corner. Um, you know, thinking, imagining what that was like, I guess it never, as I understood it, some areas, some areas of the wall, you know, may serve its purpose, but for the most part, part, it was, you know, you could, they just didn't have the manpower to, to, uh, to, to, to man it. Right. So to speak. Right. But, um, I also, uh, I also took a three day trip up and, uh, um, oh shoot, I'm drawing a blank. What are those, uh, the terracotta warriors, Oh, so yeah. I went up there, uh, saw the terracotta warriors, uh, which was really cool. And it's, they're still excavating it. They're still finding more and more every day. While it was there, I've got video of, of, um, uh, of, our, um, archeologists down there still like 
digging it out. Like I was actually walking, watching them. They had another, another building set up as they were slowly excavating this area and building and pulling out new stuff. So that was pretty cool too. It was really, really neat. It was a great trip. Excellent. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been fortunate enough to, I, I have gone to Costa Rica. I went there with some buddies back. Uh, this was back about, uh, I was, th I think 31 at the time we did like a little surfing trip, staying at a hostel out there. Uh, beach parties were amazing. Um, and that's actually where I went when I decided I was beginning going to become a real estate agent. I had kind of just uh, finished working with the family business had gone through a breakup with, with my girlfriend, kind of rough times. I was in pretty rough shape when I got down there, but uh, by about day eight or nine, I had come up with a little plan that I was going to go and uh, go back and uh, sell cars and work towards my getting my real estate license. And that was back in what, 2008. You sold so, cars. Yeah. I worked for Oakville Nissan infinity for, uh, for about 18 uh, months. It was a great experience there. So uh, that was, that was, that was, that was pretty cool while I was working towards getting my real estate license. I didn't even know that. I, you know what? I always thought like, I love cars. I would have, uh, I don't know. I never, I never even considered going down that road, but um, um, I, 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 I like cars. It would have to be, an, it would have to be a manufacturer that I, that I really enjoyed though. I think I wouldn't be able to do, I don't know something boring. I don't want to, I don't want to mess. I don't want to uh, slander anybody, any manufacturers out there that have boring cars, but. No, I've stayed pretty branded to my infinity as I, as I look at my infinity in the driveway there, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, there, Hey, there's for people that dream car enthusiasts like yourself with F1. Uh, my nephew's a huge uh, car enthusiast. My dad is, I mean, uh, you can just go and dream right now about uh, cars as well too. It doesn't just have to be about trips, but I think the experiences in life, the people that you spend them with, uh, you know, time and our energy, they're our biggest resources and just the, uh, the experience, the thought and letting your imagination run a little bit wild right now so that, uh, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, uh, as we wrap up this episode, um, idea, dare to dream, right? Um, keep your head up keep uh keep positive understand that uh, you know while we might not 100 see the light at the end of the tunnel maybe it's a speck of dot a, a, a speck of light you know there's hope it's, it's coming i think and uh eventually for those uh, travel enthusiasts you know there's still opportunities there um even still you know what there's um if you want to keep it you know a little bit more uh local there's still there's still things to do and places to go uh, in, in Canada for sure. Right. You know, doing maybe some RV in this summer where you can keep distance, but still kind of explore a little bit and, and do some fun stuff. We went out East a couple of years ago, uh, did an RV trip out to the East coast and it was a ton of fun. So there's a lot of things you can do, even if it's not on a nice, pristine, sandy beach at 35 degrees baking in the sun. 